What does masculinity mean to you? As I stood in the echoing theater, its brilliant lights beginning to shine, and a police cap that would fall off every three steps I took, I can't say this was on my mind. But as I share these words with you today, it is a question that has defined my teen years and early adulthood. The lights of the stage were blinding. The scourge of the fluorescence made my body temperature skyrocket. My hands were sweating, and I felt my legs begin to quake uncontrollably. This isn't for me, I repeated over and over and over again. Like an incantation, I lectured my 10th grade self internally. Why do you keep doing this to yourself? Why did you choose this wool-lined suit for this performance? Cotton would have worked just as well. The panic, the panic rose as the orchestra flew into its first crescendo, and I had my one line ready to go. Mr. Johnson, we can't seem to find your son. I'd practiced it over and over again, trying on a number of different authoritative police officer voices and postures. When I would walk through the hallways of my high school, I'd repeat the line to myself, waiting to get just the right pitch and phrasing, much to the confusion of those around me. My preparation was perfect. My technique, exquisite. So naturally, I forgot it immediately. That line, that line, that I had said hundreds of times before plummeted from my brain and into some abyss that I dare not venture into. Everyone in the cast naturally was laughing at me. My director paused the rehearsal and said one thing to me. All you need to do is be vulnerable. Be vulnerable. So naturally I, I did as every 15 year old boy would do when exploring a deeply complex emotion like vulnerability. I looked at a dictionary. Vulnerability is defined as the quality or state of being exposed to the possibility of being attacked or harmed, either emotionally or physically. Well, that just sounds like the worst possible thing to me. I don't like being attacked or harmed without my permission. Why would I ever do it on purpose? Or even expose myself to the possibility of it? I watched with envy as other actors and actresses beautifully sang or spoke whole passages of prose with absolute ease. Was being willing to be hurt their secret? I rejected this wholeheartedly. When you show weakness, I thought, you must be scared or frail, and that is a sign of failure. I told my director I felt uncomfortable speaking. If I was going to have to look weak in front of an audience of over a thousand people, I'd rather sit in the back of the stage. The night of the performance, the orchestra flew into its crescendo, my character came on stage, and instead of that dreaded line, I dramatically pointed into a styrofoam city we had built to represent New York, and Mr. Johnson figured out that we had lost his son, through some sort of telepathy, I suppose. Afterwards, as my fellow actors celebrated and congratulated each other on brilliant decisions made, I couldn't help but feel like a failure. But I told myself that at least I didn't embarrass myself in front of all my parents and friends. It's better to be safe than sorry. On June 1st of this year, I graduated from Bennington College in Vermont. Bennington is a secluded place where old rickety homes built in the 1890s serve as lodging for the students and faculty. As I look across the hillside at this very moment, I seem to be inexplicably attracted to spending the majority of my time in architecture from the 1890s. Bennington was a unique experience for a number of reasons. But the primary one being that it was the first time I was, a I was in a community where the vast majority of people there were women. I experienced firsthand, well, secondhand, I suppose, the dangers of what masculinity or toxic masculinity can, uh, can have against women. 
I grew up in a house with four brothers, my father and my mother, who stalwartly braved the many twists and turns that come with raising five boys, and camp, where I spent the majority of my early teens doing skits and plays and loving every second of them. Play and self-expression were heavily encouraged, though this was not the case once I stepped into the door of my high school. For many of my years in school, I had to hide my love and passion for theater. My high school, like many in the United States, heavily emphasized athletics over its theater program. The boys and some of the staff in my school took this to heart and would demonize others in their, in their, for their interest in the arts, as being gay or for girls. A moment that remains with me to this day, when I, was mentioned, when, it, when I mentioned that I had rehearsal after school, I was told that I wasn't manly enough to be on any sport team and was directly and indirectly called homophobic slurs because of it. So as you can imagine, being vulnerable was a challenge for me. In our culture, the masculinity of our men and boys is almost directly defined by our ability to fit into a remarkably narrow idea of what masculinity can be. Being a good man is often portrayed as having an active weightlifting routine, driving some sort of truck, and being some odd hybrid of Ron Swanson and a lumberjack. This is displayed in the grandest achievements and advertisements to the tiniest micro-expressions. I mean, think about it. Everything from our shampoos, our candles, some notable scents I looked up include Dusty Road, Brick Factory, and my personal favorite, Sandalwood for Men. And yes, even our toilet paper is demanding us to conform to a monolithic concept of masculinity. For most of my life, I was definitely afraid of dancing or any other kind of similar expression because I, like so many other boys, was told that it was for girls and gays by my peers. These sort of behaviors don't allow us as men to be vulnerable. It discourages us from asking questions or asking for help because we are always supposed to be the authority. We're always supposed to be right. We must always be in control of our surroundings. In our fear of being seen as girly or any other thing, we lose the inquisitive spirit that comes with not knowing what is to come. The lights of the stage were blinding. The scourge of the fluorescence made my body temperature skyrocket. My hands were sweating, and I felt my legs begin to quake uncontrollably. This isn't for me, I repeated over and over and over again, like an incantation. I, le I lectured my college senior self internally. Why do I keep doing this to myself? And why do you keep wearing wool suits? The room was packed with people, all watching expectantly. My task was simple. Find all of the scattered script pages in the room while repeating the words of my scene partner, an acting form called the Meisner Technique. I began stoically digging through the couch cushions and replying coldly, but as the minutes passed and I felt my control leave and my embarrassment stay, my hands began to shake and I broke down sobbing, and I finished the scene collecting the papers, being reduced to what I can only describe as a blubbering mess of a man, someone who lost his much lauded composure and could barely stomach some measly janitorial work. But the room was deeply moved, and I felt the warm embrace of my classmates and peers as I returned to my seat. In this moment of pure, naked emotion, something imperfect but profound had sprouted, the sharing of empathy with our fellow human beings through vulnerability. We have an opportunity every day at camp and beyond to allow ourselves to be open, to allow ourselves to consider what it means to be truly vulnerable with each other, to understand the pain and love of others, to empathize and find strength in shared experiences and be vigilant in our duty to those experiences that we don't fully understand. If you, if you allow yourself to wholly give in 
and allow yourself the full range of expression with another person, whether it be a scene partner or simple talk with one of your friends about their lives, you will find that growth and great strength can be found in this warmth and willingness to be open and kind. If I were to attempt to define masculinity, I would say that, that it is a force that cannot nor should not be brought to rigid structure. If, I were to each give our, if we were to each give our definitions of what masculinity is, there would be 128 plus different answers. Every single one of us has a totally unique idea of what men or a man should be. So be it. Talk with each other. And share ideas. There is nothing wrong lifting weights or dancing or singing or crying tears of joy or sorrow as I have many times sometimes in this very spot. You are not weak or a failure of a man for any of us. You are human. I don't truly know what masculinity means. We define it for ourselves. And that's just fine with me. Thank you.